You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hi guys, thank you so much for joining us for another special episode of the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. Today, I'm so grateful that we get to talk together about coming out of the shadows of marriage with Evan and Tiffany Doyle. They are an Enneagram five and two couple. And I am so grateful that as we walk through and talk about so vulnerably this month and these next few weeks included the seasons of change in life, in marriage, across relationships, that we are getting to have some very vulnerable conversations together, conversations that I hope can be life-changing for you, and conversations that are most certainly life-changing for the guests who come on. So can we just start and say thank you so much to these individuals who are sharing their story with us and really doing their work and letting us take a peek. And I know we're trying to do that too, right? This is our month also, if you're following along with the Enneagram and Marriage calendar year here, we are really all of us walking through seasons together. If you're listening live fall of 2022, we are literally having a change of seasons as we have autumn. But many of us are just, I'm loving hearing from you guys on what changes you're in. Some of you are starting out a relationship or hoping to make things official. Others of you are walking through sending children off to college. Still others are grandparenting. And it is just amazing to have all ages. I don't know if you got to hear my best friend Stacy on last week, but she was able to just say like the holding of women from different generations and parents and people who are not married yet. And, and guys too, like this is a neat space for us all to convene to say, Hey, what's going on? And am I alone in this? And the good news is you're not alone and I'm not either. And that's very comforting because we're doing our work. If you know the glow seasons, we're talking about how at the beginning of that glow, we are shining so brightly in our youthful days together, and then we head on into even healing one another, and then we hit some shadows and darkness, and then we move into hopefully a resurrected marriage, and I like to call that the stages of your glow, and today we get the privilege of walking through this maritally. We've already done some of this with parenting and with friendships, and today we're really getting the nuanced marriage journey from Evan and Tiffany Doyle. Some of you know Evan, of course, from Enneagram Gift. And I'm very excited that he and Tiffany both have some great resources just for you here in this audience so that you can really right away find out everything you need to know about them and what they offer. And we'll be talking about that on the show too. But yeah, just before we get to that, I want to remind you guys that we have the Glow Gala coming up. I'm very excited. It's our 10-year local anniversary and major season of change just for me to have to look back to see, okay, we're we're heading into the next decade of counseling and coaching. And it sure has transitioned from me being a therapist taking insurance off to world coaching of Enneagram. Like who would have seen that a decade ago? 
I have to be honest, it's been very difficult for me to look back at the last 10 years because looking back is hard, it's painful, and it's been so good for me to see the memories made and the lives that were touched through our business, to see thousands of sessions pass by, different therapists or coaches who have been with us, and Wes has been making a video for it, and he was like, can you get me, like, I don't have that many pictures, and I was like, Oh, like I know we have a lot more pictures. So I got him a lot more today. And I just like really had to process that like, wow, this has been a blessing. And I don't know if any of you are like that, but sometimes it's just hard for me to look back on what's happened because I know that I can't go back. And so knowing that I'm not alone in that too helps to be brave to tell you guys that. So this has been a process and I have to be honest, I can't wait to dance the night away at the Glow Gala. So if you are planning to come join us in Beachy, Florida. We would love to have you. And that is Friday, October 7th. You can grab your tickets at enneagramandmarriage.com or reflectioncc.com. Otherwise, I would like to just take a moment to say, my eldest is driving. We have a new season of change. I told you it was coming last week. Yes, the Jane Austen dance happened. Yes, the driving is official. Oh my gosh, she's on my insurance. This is crazy. She's now asked to take the younger siblings. And I'm like, slow your roll, girl. I'm like, this is a big deal. So she's like, oh, mom. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like in that new season of letting go. And I can feel those fall leaves starting to fall off as far as just family like changes. And so all the feels with you. My son had his first goal in his soccer game and he was so happy to have us there just beaming. He's so relational and social and just loved his family there. And the girls didn't have dance, so they were able to be there. And then my nine, Melody, she is just waking up as a nine and it's so beautiful to see because even this week, one of her professors, she was like, mom, she didn't get back to me on something. And then I she was like, should I do this? And it was fairly open move. And I was like, oh, I don't know. That's pretty intense. And she's like, well, she's not being super friendly. And I'm like, well, she's not your friend. She's your professor. So it was like, I've had to let go a lot. But what was so cool was when she spoke up and she asserted at first, though, her professor was kind of forgetting her and not reading her stuff. Then she's like, no, actually, yes, I'm going to give you this. And yes, this is, you didn't know this and there's no way you could have. So yes, we'll consider this one a learning and you get the full credit. And I was just really proud of her. Like, wow, like you really showed up for yourself. And like, I even wasn't almost going to have you do that. But what I've been having to do is just step back. And of course I do this with my clients and with Wes, but now I'm in this new season of having to step back and let my kids experience pain and you know, consequences and also fight for the good. And it's been it's been really neat. And then, of course, they've been having their fun, too. Hannah did get to go to the Jane Austen dance and that it was the most amazing thing. While Melody's much more like, no, I'm watching Gilmore Girls and I can't wait for Taylor Swift's new Midnight's album. And like, it's fun to see all the personalities develop. Yeah. Wow. So many seasons of change amongst the family here. Not necessarily Taylor Swift sad, Autumn Girl version kind of sad, just just sad in a different way. Like, oh, this is painful. So I'm doing my work out there. I am emoting. I am not bypassing it. And I hope that as you too are doing your work and whatever your season's changes are, that you would stop to do your work, that you would get up early, that you would remember to walk through the shadows to the other side. And if you have share a faith life with me, go with God. You still have 
have to do your work though, even if you have God, like you still have to allow yourself to really process what do these feelings mean? Really be in the moments versus kind of running through. So have fun, you know, get your self-care. Do not forget those health and fitness workouts. Do not forget those date nights. Those are your staples through this time. But you also need to come to the carpet and realign yourself for the next steps. Like what does God have for you next now that this is happening? So keep up the amazing work. I'm just ready with you to just be audience to this captivating story with Evan and Tiffany. There'll be elements of things that come out in marriage that we don't necessarily know about each other and how we can handle that and coming out of those shadows together with grace and celebrating the journey, even if it's a totally different journey that we didn't even know we were on. So hope that piques your interest. It is a fantastic interview with Evan and Tiffany. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's chat with them. Evan and Tiffany, thank you so much for joining me on the EM pod today. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, we're excited to be with you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Well, the honor is mine. You guys are just doing such beautiful work out there. I've gotten the honor of hearing Tiffany on the We Are All Human pod with Katie and Evan, your work. I've gotten to chat with you through Instagram for years now. It's a blessing to be able to meet you guys and see how you're inspiring each other as a couple. Thank you for being vulnerable with us today. Absolutely. Happy to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we were talking before we got on about just your glow and all the iterations. I cannot wait for our audience to hear this and dissect this with us. But Tiffany is going to keep the thinking types here grounded. <laughs> so I'm grateful. <laughs> she's hard, right? Sure. I would like to, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So what I wanted to start out with, though, is for our audience, we'll talk about Enneagram gifts later. Tell us about your meeting and how you guys got involved with each other and your story a little bit. Um, We met at church. It was kind of funny because at the time I was um, working a job and um, a lot of my friends were married or had boyfriends or were engaged. And um, I had a lot of people trying to fix me up with people. Mm -hmm. And um, I would always ask the questions, you know, um, are they a Christian or, you know, like what I had a list of things that um, were important to me. And a lot of the people would say, well, what happens if he doesn't go to your church or what happens if, um, you know, you meet a guy and he, he doesn't, he doesn't fall in line with, you know, some of the things that you have listed. And I just kept telling them that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So um, when I first actually met Evan, I remember um, saying a guy like Evan would never like me. And, um, it was really cool to see how, um, when we got together and when we got married, the people that I worked with said, you were right. He, cause he went to my church, you know, we, we did a lot of the, the, we played music together and those were the things that were important to me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, you know, they kind of said, oh, you were, you know, you were right. It, it works that way. So Interesting. So what did they feel was right? Did they feel like you said you were going to meet somebody this way and it happened? I, you know, I kept saying he's he'll he'll go go to my church. You know, well, what if he goes to a different church or what if he believes something different than you? And I just kept telling them, no, that's that's not going to happen. Wow. And um, so, you know, when it when I met him, he you know, he had just started coming to our church and 
got involved with the youth group. I was involved with as being a youth leader and um, playing worship and we ended up playing worship together. And, um, you know, so when we got married, it was just kind of like, wow, Tiffany, it was kind of cool for them to see, you know, that, you know, God did that for me. Oh, wow. So your love story was a true testament of God's faithfulness that he had given you that awareness and you waited for that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Wow. That's inspiring for many too, as I think listening who are like, I want a relationship so bad. So just to hear that people can be faithful for a long time and waiting for God. And then you found him just as you knew you would. What instruments were you playing? I played acoustic guitar. Yeah. And I played bass. bass oh, oh my yeah. gosh. That's so <laughs> sweet. So you both play guitar. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say, uh, at least on my side, like as skillfully, but they needed mm-hmm. someone who could just at least like make a little bit of sound come from the instrument <laughs> just to kind of complete the band. And <laughs> I, I kind of filled that spot. That's neat. I not even be able to do that. So I love that. And that is so cool. And then do you want to speak to that too of her saying somebody like Evan wouldn't like me, but I just, I'd love to hear what you loved about her. That is so beautiful that God proved her wrong on that end. Yeah. Well, I have to say like, I didn't have as well of a thought out of of a plan or I guess as she did, like I didn't have a list. I wasn't expecting yeah. Um, to meet anyone at that point. But, you know, what what I was attracted to was just she was very uh, happy, you know, seemingly happy, outgoing. She was always smiling, always laughing, very relational. Mm. And so those aspects about her uh, really drew me to her. Mm. Wow. That positivity just really blew you away. Because you're like, oh my gosh, this is like a shock to the heart of this beauty and nurture coming my way. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I would say that as well. Like just the the kindness, not just that she expressed to me, but that I was witnessing and just observing her uh, express to others. Especially, you know, we both had a heart for teenagers and for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so seeing her care for kids and then just seeing everyone liked her like Mm. i when when we started dating i always kind of told her like you're my ticket to popularity now like all of a sudden Mm. i was getting invited to parties and like (laughs) hangouts and none of that was happening none of that was happening prior to like me uh finding her so like all of a sudden i my circle of friends grew Mm. and um you know she was just a blessing to me Oh, oh my gosh. And I love that. And Tiffany, what did you love about him? You already shared some of that with us, but sounds like you love that he was in church and that was already such a strong feature. Anything else that just really stood out to you? I loved that he was um, working with the teenagers. And the one, one of the things that I noticed um, is, is that he would kind of grab the ones that were kind of the outliers or the ones that weren't necessarily fitting in all the way. And he would grab them and he would, you know, as a, as a leader, he would take them out and he just, he, he would, he saw them really is what it was is he, he saw the kids that I think felt like people didn't always necessarily see them. That was really attractive about him and had a great work ethic and, you know, he was athletic. I liked that. (laughs) you know, so. Oh, 
Oh my gosh. That is so cool. I love that. You're like, there are so many elements and mm-hmm. it just, it sounds like there was a, a sense of peace around this decision. Yes. Oh my gosh. So here we are in our Enneagram glow, if you will. And on this podcast this month, we've been talking already about the glow of a friendship in marriage so that you can have that friendship inside and outside of your marriage to support you. We've talked about times with other dynamics so that you're not just kind of, okay, me and my friends, me and my marriage. We've talked about how do you do your self-work. Today, we're really getting more involved in the dissecting, if you will, of the actual glow with you guys. And you're the perfect couple to do it because you've already (laughs) given me some challenges in a good way. (laughs) So so I hope our audience interest is peaked as we dissect uh, these stages and the audience knows them. We've previewed them. Um, Tell us a little bit about how these stages play out for you. And you can start with the shine if you want, and I'll ask some questions along the way. Sure. So I think just to maybe uh, as much as we were attracted to each other and there were a lot of qualities that we uh, enjoyed about each other, we were maybe in some ways blinded because I think we thought we were more alike than we really were. And neither of us had really had a lot of experience like within relationships obviously that you know there was had been some but nothing long-term significant really really serious so I think we thought we were more alike than we really were Mm. and once those differences started to kind of surface and illuminate Mm -hmm. um we you know those things kind of started to become a struggle or or an issue for us at times Mm hmm. So you guys didn't necessarily start out with like this opposites attract sensation, even though later it became that you were opposites. <laughs> but you thought I see it all. It's just what I am and just what I want. And maybe being I know we didn't maybe know have Enneagram at this moment, um, or you didn't, but it sounds like, you know, that relationalist part of you thought we both care about people. I hear that in both of your entry stories. So maybe you thought it should be smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the opposites did attract us. I just don't think yeah. that we realized or mm-hmm. were aware enough that it was the opposite differences that were attracting us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, now that's fascinating. So you had that polarity, but there was not that sense of it at that time. So it sort of shocked you when you found out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like down to little things like, oh, you mean you don't like this band or you <laughs> don't like this food or, you know, different things like that, that we just kind of maybe assumed or just never took the time to explore. And all of a mm-hmm. sudden it's like, wait a second, mm-hmm. how can you, especially more from my side, like, how can you not like these things? <laughs> like these things are so likable. So Uh, As those things began to illuminate, we kind of started to see our differences more and more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I liked how you healed each other in the early stages of like, Hey, I'm more social now. And she welcomed me into the limelight in a beautiful way. And he was able to fulfill my desire for uh, some spiritual practices, but, but then this disillusionment happened and it was, you know, that's hard. I, um, I think for me, like not realizing how introverted he was, you know, that kind of hit me after, I think a little more after we got married, I wanted to go out and I wanted to be with people. And he was like, let's just, you know, 
let's not do that. And so it was, you know, at first it was kind of like, wait a minute, what happened here? You know? And, and like he said, even down to, well, you liked this band when we were dating (laughs) or, you know, like Mm -hmm. you liked these things, at least I thought, and the same for him, at least he thought, you know, and then I think we were just being a little more, would you say real or. (laughs) Well, our eyes were just being opened. I mean, and there were definitely signs Mm -hmm. when we were dating, like, if you know i would push towards hey let's you and i let's you and i go on a date and she's let's go out with 10 other couples i'm like oh fun but Um, i mean for that he for him it was you will get to know me a little better if it's just one-on-one and for me it was you'll get to know me a little better if there's more people around because for me it, it was easier to be myself so to speak with other people around Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. So that really helps those who are social subtypes here or just social listeners to feel some validation. So thank you, Tiffany, because we're understanding you better and them better when you say, you know, I am better known. I am better in public. And I know mm-hmm. my husband says that too. And so maybe Evan didn't think so. Maybe he's like, you're amazing one-to-one. Give me more of that, um, which mm-hmm. is probably true. Did you feel that she was pretty good one-to-one? Yeah, I felt, you know, I'm getting the same Tiffany pretty much, yeah. whether we're alone or whether in groups, but same thing. I think mm-hmm. uh, I felt the most comfortable and that she was going to be able to get to know me the best if I didn't have these social pressures or anxiety or insecurity of because the other aspect too was I was relatively new to these circles of friendships and all of that and so um you know just kind of same coin maybe but the other side I felt like well you're going to get to know me the best and I'm going to feel the most comfortable and most secure yeah if it's just you and I and not in the midst of these large social gatherings Mm hmm. Yeah. And, um, and maybe I, I'm going to let you tell me this Tiff, because my husband is social. So I know that side of it, but do you feel like you got to know him as well when he was one-to-one or did you feel like, no, I got to know him better socially, or was it a bit of both? I think, I think for me, mm-hmm. the one-on-one was hard because mm-hmm. I had so many walls up. So mm-hmm. there would be like a, um, I didn't want to get into a vulnerable situation mm-hmm. to where, you know, like I kind of had walls up to say, you can come this far, but you can't, you can't come on to the other side, which made it easier for me in the social situation. Like he said, you know, I was always laughing. I always, you know, was joking. Yeah. And that was a lot easier for me than having a one-on-one, yeah. you know, vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I, I think I would say yes. Mm-hmm. It was easier for me to get to know him mm-hmm. in um, that situation mm-hmm. because I didn't really understand the introverted side of him. Mm-hmm. So maybe I didn't know him as well as I thought I got to know him mm-hmm. in those situations. Yeah, when you know it was a little different for him to be the, to have that one on one. He, you know, he was able to show me a little more of who he was, but I wasn't necessarily comfortable with that in, you know, not wanting to have that vulnerable time. Mm. That makes sense. It does. And 
I guess you're really helping me to flesh out since I'm not a two, but hearing you say that as a two and knowing cognitively that twos don't like to always share their own feelings, uh, why, you know, now I'm understanding that that's, that was a little bit pressurized for you. And, and we always think of twos are so vulnerable. They're so full of feelings, but feelings for others care for others. So mm-hmm. you're helping us to understand the undergirth is it's very hard to sit with the intensity of somebody who's asking you to divulge the depths. And of mm-hmm. course we know, yes, this is good for long-term, but that was scary, right? Mm-hmm. Very. Especially, you know, with some of the things that, that I had held on to or the reasons why I had walls up, you know, it was definitely not a place that I wanted to go Mm. and being vulnerable at the time anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So we've gotten to this kind of shine and healing stage and we're, you know, heading into a bit of shadows. And I think afterwards we'll talk more about like stages and how they play out in terms of direction. But but now we're in this space of entering shadows together. There's disillusionment. The walls of Eden have burst open and we are so far to the east that it's not even funny. And yet we're we're called to this long-term marriage. What did you guys do then? Yeah, so <laughs> You know, we we obviously had our faith that grounded both of us and yeah. and connected both of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and we were pastors, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. so there was some dynamics there of we should probably have a better handle on some of this stuff than we do. But you know, I grew up in a home with a single mother. You know, my dad passed away when I was uh, a kid, and so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even having that example of, oh, here's how you navigate some of these. Like, I didn't have that example. And so I think at times we were, we knew, like, there's a better way for some of this. But mm-hmm. neither of us really had um, the resource. I, I don't know if resources is a fair word because we had a lot of good people around us who at okay. any moment would have mm-hmm. helped us navigate that stuff. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we didn't necessarily have maybe the courage or the wherewithal on how maybe steps to move forward at different times. Mm, that's a great distinction because some of us do have the support, but it's re- like Tiffany said, you know, she was locked up there for a while. She's like, yeah, there's great people around me, but what happens when the dam bursts? And I've had people sit with me in counseling sessions, even here's my child, do some play therapy. I'm not talking because if I open up, there's too much. And so Tiffany's in this Mm -hmm. space of there's too much, but it's not to a counselor, it's to hubby. So did you start to say like, I can see that there's something you're not sharing or was she being a little bit more vulnerable with you? And either of you can speak to that. Yeah, no. um, I mean, she had given me some very surface level pieces of information uh, be- prior to us being married and then mm-hmm. um, about uh, aspects of her life prior to us uh, meeting. Okay. Um, and then even as we were married early on, there were times where we, she would share more information. So I, I knew there were things going on uh, that she could uh, benefit from some healing in, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't know 
how powerless she felt mm. regarding those situations. And so, mm. uh, yeah, I think there were times where I would extend a hand or a conversation to her, but, um, you know, we never, it never really went into the depths, you know what I mean? Mm. So, I mean, for, for me, you know, I had, I experienced sexual trauma when I was younger mm. and, you know, as I got older, I walked some things out and, you know, before we got married, I shared, I shared some of that with him and then, you know, a little bit more, but it was kind of a, um, I'm going to tell you about this, but then we are not going to talk about it anymore. I don't want to go there. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to discuss it. I don't even want to think about it. So I kind of, you know, put those things out there for him and then just left them there. And, you know, a couple of times he, he wanted to talk about them, but it was kind of like a, I hear you, but I'm not, I'm not going there. We're not going to talk about those things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, honestly, it, you know, I lived in a lot of shame because Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I also held on to, you know, at at that age, I was about five years old when the sexual trauma occurred. Mm -hmm. And that's the first time I ever kept a secret. So it just kind of started the secrets and being able to hold on to things and not really talk about them. So Mm -hmm. the vulnerability aspect was just to hold on to it, Mm -hmm. you know, and he, he saw those things on me and he did try to nudge me, but I was not willing in any way to talk about, I, you know, most of the things I didn't want anybody to know, you know, there were things that I swore I would never tell people, Mm -hmm. you know, about my life. And um, so he saw, saw me, you know, kind of going through those things, but I just wasn't willing to open up about them or to seek any sort of um, healing, Mm. you know, with, with that. And it did, I felt powerless. Mm. The other aspect that's kind of worth noting is, you know, when we initially engaged in those types of conversations, at least from my perspective, it was on the basis of the way I interpreted it. I'm going to tell you something, but I need to know that you're not going to look at me different. Like, Mm -hmm. is this going to change things? And so like it, it didn't change my love or care for her, but I don't, I also don't think I had the foresight, the maturity, the knowledge of how Mm -hmm. those types of things could affect someone Mm -hmm. long-term and even Mm -hmm. at that point in our relationship. And Mm so Mm -hmm. when we initially had that conversation, it was like, yeah, I love you. That doesn't change anything. Yeah. And I don't think I knew like, yeah, it doesn't change anything, but the sooner we maybe uh, dig into these things or find some healing, the better. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I <laughs> had the wherewithal for that second half. You know what I mean? It was just, yeah, I hear you. I know that happened. That doesn't change anything. And I certainly wasn't willing to, to talk about them at the time either. Mm, yeah. Right. Cause that would be a risk for you. Um, for sure. You of possible abandonment of, if I share this, and I think that I give you a lot of credit for trying to hold that on your own bravely because you didn't want him to carry it as a kind to. Um, and also, just like you said, for the relationship protection, like you're both saying, and I, I mean, I've had people to this day tell me my spouse revealed something and I'm I'm having a hard time. So I mm-hmm. get why it was serious, 
But I also get why as we walk through this immersion stage of doing our work, that if we don't walk through these shadows, we do land sometimes in the darkness if we skip this immersion stage. So it sounds like at some point you decided we're doing it. And no matter what the cost, how did that happen where you decided to share more and do this work? I mean, you can share this, but I think for him, he, he mm-hmm. said, I'm, I'm going to do this work, whether you come alongside or not. Mm-hmm. So he, he was at that stage way before I was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I was leaving no. or abandoning <laughs> her or the family. I just yeah. had come to a point where I'm going to do some self work. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, uh, for both of us, but for myself and, uh, I'd say that was probably 2017, 2018-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of when I first had uh, discovered the Enneagram. And mm-hmm. it really just began to put, it gave me a language uh, to understand and to describe things that I had always experienced, but had never been able to communicate or verbalize. And so mm-hmm. it really helped start to um, open up a lot of different things for me. Wow. That's neat that the Enneagram was part of that journey for you. And it allowed you to have some systemic ways to describe it logically. But I think we're all holding uh, the awareness now that I said, we're learning about the two today. We're also learning about the five that the five also has emotional layers. And so you didn't want to just stay logical. You said from the beginning, tell me about these depths. And so there was a desire to learn and to really know her fully. Uh, but now you had some language to put around it. And it sounds like, Tiffany, did this make you feel a little safer that he's doing his work? I can start doing mine a little bit. <laughs> Honestly, I think <laughs> I I think because he was making progress, it almost made me a little more, a little less vulnerable, a little more, not angry, but but kind of like, how is he being able to, to do these things? And I still feel stuck in, you know, my past or, you know, under this shame under how do I walk out of this? So it was kind of almost, I wasn't, you know, angry with him, but just angry with the situation that he's doing these things and he does have words for it. And he is, Mm -hmm. and I could see him, you know, being able to, um, respond differently, but I wasn't able to. It took me a lot longer to get to that point. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and don't get it twisted. Like <laughs> there, there was a lot of issues that I was carrying myself. Yeah. A lack of yeah. uh, able to, you know, my uh, ability to communicate or mm-hmm. to um, to empathize, to not just be logical, to mm-hmm. um, to mm-hmm. you know, to kind of. Um, be more nurturing, all those types of things. Like mm-hmm. um, those weren't just tools that were readily available to me during mm-hmm. these, and you know, prior to me discovering the Enneagram or, mm-hmm. you know, th- th- we both had our baggage mm-hmm. and our issues. Yeah. Mm. That's a great reminder that even though you had the desire, like you said, to know it wasn't the maturity wasn't there to hold it anyway. So the Enneagram helped you to start to have some language to be more empathic and uh, even some awareness of maybe this is a skill you're not very good at yet. So your wife has had some intuition as to why she didn't share yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I love though that you're explaining how that fire gets under your when you're 
spouse starts to do their work, Tiffany, and you're like, I'm doing mine. <laughs> There's no way you're going to get healthy before me. <laughs> so what did that growth journey look like for you? Um, well, for me, I think I just got to a point where I realized that I was never going to be happy unless something changed within me. Yeah. And it, it wasn't until last August that mm-hmm. I just came, you know, to this point where I was, I was angry about the things that happened to me when I was younger. I was angry about some of the things that I had walked through as I got older. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was keeping these secrets, you know, I had, um, you know, throughout our marriage, I had an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a prescription pill addiction. And these mm-hmm. were things that I didn't tell him yeah. because it was easier for me to keep those secrets. Mm-hmm. And I felt like those secrets kept me safe. Yeah. But they really, you know, I learned um, from a friend that those secrets were just keeping me stuck. Mm. so it was you know last August that I realized that I needed to do something and I felt like everything that I listened to 2020 August 2021 sorry yeah 2021 okay good yeah um everything that I you know I started trying to listen to um different bible studies or different podcasts or anything and it all just seemed so perfect Mm. you know and I describe it like almost looking at like a perfect Instagram picture you know, where everything just looks in, like it's in its place. And I ended up finding a, um, a Bible study um, wh- where these two women got very vulnerable about their lives. And I remember thinking, this is, this is like speaking to my heart mm-hmm. and this is really what I need. And I ended up reaching out to their ministry because I wasn't able to continue watching that Bible study. Wow. And, um, you know, you get this prompt of, um, you know, I sent them a prayer request and I get this prompt saying, do you want your prayer request um, text? You want it in a text form or do you want it in a, um, an email or response? And I thought, okay, you know, you're going to text me, Hey, we got your message. We love you. We're praying for you. It's kind of where I was at. And, and I, um, I ended up, it was like a week later and I really felt like God didn't see me. You know, I felt like he didn't love me. I felt like he didn't care because of all of the things that I had you know, just kind of blamed on him. And it was about a week later and I didn't get my text. And I thought, I said out loud, I said, God, you really don't see me. Mm. And it was the the next day, um, one of those women ended up um, sending me a text, a personal text. Mm. And um, she met with me and she allowed me to share everything with her. And I think I felt safe because I didn't really know her. Yeah. And because of the fact that she was so willing to be vulnerable, um, you know, for all to hear, you know, when I first heard her story. Mm. So, you know, I was able to share everything with her and she didn't, she didn't judge me. She didn't blink, but she really encouraged me. And, um, you know, she, she would send me texts almost daily, just telling me that I was valuable. And it really pushed me to do that work. I ended up in, um, she and another woman had, had written a Bible study and I ended up in that Bible study and it really pushes you to, um, heal really to find out who God really is and to heal through this journey. And, um, so that's, I mean, God's love really just kind of crashed (laughs) into my heart and, I saw him differently and I saw myself differently. I saw Evan differently. 
Yeah. And I just began this healing process. Wow. That's incredible. And I think we'd all like to know how to get in touch with those ladies too. (laughs) Are you wanting, are you able to share their names in case any of our listeners are thinking, oh my gosh, like I have healing to do. Absolutely. Their names are uh, Karen McAdams and Rachel Faulkner Brown, and they wrote a Bible study called Father's House. Mm. And it's really just a journey of understanding the heart of Father God and who he really is. Mm. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. So here you are thinking, I can help others. I can serve others. I can be social. I'll get something back a little bit, at least of enough love and nurturing, but really God doesn't care. And then he comes in and saturates you in your entire mm-hmm. being with his love and with somebody from his community. And now you have such a personal touch. And I love that you're reminding listeners, like you need people to show you, you need hands and feet to be tangible reminders of God's love in your life. And how cool that he sent them to you. Absolutely. It was definitely a, a huge turning point in my life mm-hmm. because I felt like he saw me, you know, yeah. I, I asked um, Karen a couple times, kind of like, do you always reach out to people who ask for prayer? Yeah. And, you know, she, she told me you were the first one that I've ever reached out to. And it really spoke to my heart. She told me that God was passionately pursuing my heart. And so it was a decision that I made to believe that and to trust who he really is and to believe those things for myself. Mm. And I just started to see him differently. Mm. Wow. How has that changed your walk of honesty together as a couple, as you guys did this immersion work? (laughs) Well, I mean, it, it, it caused me to, um, I think the first thing that she told me was shame can't survive in the light. And I knew that I was going to have to shine the light on some things in my life. And so, you know, there were things that, you know, the, the prescription pill addiction, he, Evan had known about the, um, the eating disorder, but, you know, I held on to it for a while before revealing that to him, but I had to go to him and just kind of tell him everything, mm-hmm. you know, and it was, it wasn't easy. Yeah. And it definitely wasn't easy on him. Um, you know, to hear these things because I had held on to them for a really long time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I initially, you know, when she, uh, as she began to share these things, I kind of felt like, well, yeah, my world was kind of being rocked. Um, yeah, because you know, one of the things I had said early on in us having those types of conversations was. I thought we were building one thing over these past 20 years, but it now feels like we built something totally different that, that I didn't know we were building. Mm, And so, uh, but I also knew like this, I, I would rather have, I would rather, because even before you started to have those, really just here's everything you need to know conversations with me. Like she was changing Mm -hmm. and I was like, this, this is what we want. Like, this is, this is the marriage that we signed up for. Yeah. Uh, One of the things they said at a conference that took place this past weekend was 
knowing that you're one of the ladies, I think Rachel or Karen said, um, they were able to give their husband uh, someone that was holy and fully loved. Like they, they were presenting themselves to their husband as someone that was secure in God's love and who loved themselves. And that's been the greatest joy of mine over this past year is her being fully loved, you knowing that you're fully loved. I mean, it's just revolutionized things. So we were experiencing like, well, according to your language, we had been experiencing this glow type relationship probably from August to December-ish of 2021. And she said, hey, there's some more, there's some things that we need to talk about. And then she kind of unfolded those things. Um, And that, that kind of opened up a can of worms for me, but I also knew like what we've had over these past six months, I want to build on that more than Mm. you telling me these things. And so um, it's been, I mean, night and day, it's been phenomenal. Mm. Wow. I can feel and see the emotion of it. And it's, it's a beautiful resurrected marriage, isn't it? Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh my gosh, you guys, it's, it's worth it, but it's painful. And I just, I'm so encouraged that you both held on and you're sharing Evan, here's my disillusionments about the process. And, um, this is not the design and the system or the building that I thought we were making, but, um, you know, I heard this from a five recently, like if we're not doing something good, I want the experience and I'll keep working to get what's good out of it. So that held you to be able to say, look, this was an experiment, but it wasn't working. Let's do the real thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, So uh, to, to have that is um, the, the, the work, the work, produces things Mm. it produces fruit it produces the desired outcomes that we're putting in the work for like Mm. when like we don't know necessarily when those things are going to ripen or come forth but we have seen that uh relationally between Mm. uh um, you know her and i within our marriage like you do the work all of a sudden fruit starts to come forth Mm, yeah. So there's your brighter glow, the deeper hues grafted in where you're actually, like you said, you were experiencing some of these 2.0 sort of hilarious, like, yeah, that's just a fun term, but deeper dive in is, you know, that there were some secrets still lingering and, you know, these stages are not all linear. And as you guys told me before we got on and, and now you're back in the, the shadows, but the turn you made, I loved how Tiffany said, you know, um, that the shadows or the shame could not really hold up. So it's nice that you guys were able to move forward with, truth and has that gifted you with a more whole marriage and a brighter deeper kind of afterglow for sure Mm. for sure um you know we i think for so long i was so defensive because i was holding on to so many things that you know i i would almost blame him for the way i felt you know, like if, if he, 
um, maybe reacted to something and I would take, you know, offense to it. I was constantly offended. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now some, you know, he has said to me before, like, oh my goodness, you know, what just happened a year ago, you would have been so offended or so upset about that. You know, I'm finding hilarious, you know, and I'm laughing <laughs> and he, <laughs> he calls himself a comedian. He's like, I've always been this funny to me. I've always been this funny. And I'm like, I can just enjoy it now. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it is really, it's, it's a different experience. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I appreciate how he loved me through it. Um, you know, and, um, he's really encouraged me to talk more about it and to keep getting it out there to keep mm-hmm. sharing, you know, the things that I held on to that, my, you know, my stories really kind of pushed me out of the boat to, to keep doing those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful that he's done that for you, that he's allowing you instead of saying like we did, I mean, not, we always sit there, but like you guys at the beginning of the relationship, like, here's my story. It's going to stay in this box. Let's not talk about it. And now this is part of who we are. It's part of the fabric of where God has brought us. And we're not going to hide that. And that is amazing. It's, it's just what everyone needs to hear. Who's wondering, can I do this work? And I'm also hearing the threads of you each having to do some of it individually. So tell Mm -hmm. us about that. As far as when you mentioned these stages aren't always linear, you mentioned something else too, that I think really might speak to our listeners. Yeah. I mean, I think as much as we would have liked to have, especially me, I would have liked for everything to have been sequential and Mm -hmm. to have been okay, at this stage, we're going to do this step, but we're each individuals and with our own issues and own things that we're processing and even our own desires, goals, hopes, dreams, all those kinds of things. So Mm -hmm. it, I mean, it makes sense that it would happen at different stages. Uh, So, um, you know, I, I think early on in our relationship, you know, she began to help me to heal I had mentioned, you know, my dad passing away when I was a kid, like mm-hmm. that was something I had never grieved um, uh, up until we, an, uh, being an adult, I was, uh, I was married and had never grieved. And, um, you know, this was early, maybe a year or so into our marriage. And she began to ask me questions mm-hmm. about that whole situation and for the first time, like I can say like a actual release mm. uh, related to grieving his death took place. Um, wow. And that for me was a huge step uh, towards healing. Um, mm. But, uh, you know, that was that was just one small piece um, of 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 the further. <laughs> there's still more healing. Uh, to occur and that's yet to take place in both of our lives but um i i think it i think it's natural and it makes sense that it's it's going to happen at different times in our lives mm-hmm. and at different paces but the the key is i think like whatever whatever tiffany uh, i'm going to have a year from now i know she's going to be a better tiffany if she keeps pushing into that healing, if she keeps pushing into that vulnerability and vice versa. And so even though that may result in some difficulty, like 
that's what I want to push towards because it's going to result in something better. I love that because you aren't so tied to your systems that it has to be this one way. It has to fit inside this box neatly. You're like, life is messy. It's complex. Things cannot be perfectly planned, but we're going to do the work in God's timing. And if we keep on doing it, knowing it's sometimes two steps forward, one step back here and there, um, we're going to come out better on the other side together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. for sure. Oh my gosh. Thank you for giving our listeners permission to also be just in different spaces from their spouse. Cause we don't talk about that a lot with the glow. So that mm-hmm. was a great reminder to even me too, that sometimes the darkness comes upon one or the other one is like, I'm high flying and I'm in my mm-hmm. 2.0, but, but I like Tiffany's tenacity to say, I'm doing this with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, and I think, I think it's okay. Like uh, you can have steps towards health while the other is maybe behind or further out in front of you. But, um, you can, I'm not moving in health and leaving. We're not leaving each other behind, Mm. but the healthier, it's like that airplane analogy that everyone uses. Like Mm -hmm. when the air mass dropped down, you put it on yourself first and then you help the person sitting next to you. We're not getting healthy to leave each other behind, but the healthier I am, the better I can be for you mm-hmm. and vice versa. And so mm. for any couple that's out there where once maybe moving towards health, the other is not the healthier you become, regardless of where that other person is, the better you're going to be for them. Mm-hmm. And so um, mm. we should be cheering each other on towards health. Mm. Yes. And you're even both reuptaking some preparatory uh, balances for when life hits you hard. And you said, mm-hmm. oh, we've been getting some self-care. You know, we've been taking care of ourselves. I've been encouraging us maybe on the date nights or the deep talks, or I've been a supportive player, but I've kept my self-care going. Now you can submerge in the work with a little more grace because we know sometimes that work takes everything from you. But I hear mm-hmm. you guys saying, if we didn't know the other one would be there to hold us and help us when one falls down, the other helps them up. It would have been a lot harder to do the work. So I think we're all... Uh, you know, hoping our listeners will support their spouse and stay when they're mm-hmm. going through something tough, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Grace is the, the thing about us, like in and of ourselves, I think we're able to give more grace than we realize. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, circumstances and events reveal that to us. Mm-hmm. But even when our grace almost feels like it's gone, we do have a resource that has unlimited grace. And so we draw from that. Like it's so even in those times where we're worn out, tired, empty, I have no more grace to give. Mm -hmm. That may be true. And we can admittedly say that, but we can also in the same breath, God fill me with more grace. Mm, Good reminder. Yeah. I, I think even, um, you know, when that grace is needed, we, we can draw upon that. Mm, Yeah. And thank you for reminding everybody that when we fall down together, we can ask God to help us through. And that's a great moment of healthy differentiation and healthy agency of you're not picking me up, but God is, and his mercies are new every morning. So Mm -hmm. 
Thank you guys so much for this gift of today. I'm just really aware of the journey we've been on today. uh, And I think our listeners are very blessed by it. Um, And how many years of marriage have you had now? It will be 21 21 years this January. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. (laughs) That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And tell our listeners where they can find you guys if they don't already know. We would love to help them. So we've got a couple different resources uh, for you. Um, I've got a project that I've been working on that I'm uh, excited about. And so I've got a page set up specifically for your listeners. So if they go to mythrivingcommunity.com forward slash marriage, there's a resource there about uh, how to build uh, healthy trust dynamics uh, relationally and even within team environments. Um, and so there's that. And t- Tiffany, if, if you want to reference. Uh, I have a, um, a website um, and it is freeofshame.com. And it just kind of goes through um, my story and kind of what I'm doing and the ministries that I'm involved in. And it, it has a link to the Bible study that I went through, the Father's House Bible study. So it just kind of encompasses, you know, our story really together. Hmm. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. And I've loved getting to just dialogue with you too. I can see how you are so connected and caring. Your nonverbals are just a beautiful marvel for me to see together. So anyone getting to learn from you about marriage or healing from shame or feeling that trust build again is going to be so blessed. So thank you so much for your time and this special resource, you guys. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Krista. Yes. Thank you, Krista, for having us. My pleasure. You guys, I am just blown away by the generosity of Evan and Tiffany to let us into their journey to see, to be brave also, to love, to forgive, to just take that time together. And if you could have watched them just watching each other and really just learning from each other, respecting one another, just the nonverbals, you know how sometimes that's like It's just multiple. It adds the layers. Let me tell you, this was a very genuine couple. So please learn from them. I know I am. Honestly, me doing video interviews is me just trying to learn and soak up, which you're going to love the next few interviews because I've been doing video interviews lately and it does capture extra elements. So I'm trying to be brave to do that with you guys too. And I hope you definitely check out Evan and Tiffany's awesome websites. They're in the show notes. The Glow Gal is in the show notes. Head on over to check that out. And we just thank you for your time. Be brave with us. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.